it wasn't for Coach Gerber, um, I don't know where I'd be today. You know, he wasn't just my coach, he was my friend, my father, you know, even though I had a father, you know, um, he changed my life. You know, I was, I'm from, I'm from Rock Island, you know, West End of Rock Island. I did, I did things we did down there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was involved in a lot of, a lot of stuff that, you know, I shouldn't have been, you know, but um, I got stirred in the right direction by a guy that cared about me. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's it's five percent of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time, I spent wrestling. If it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. You're listening to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast presented by Spartan Combat. This is Ryan Warner, your host, coming to you from the birthplace of the baby back rib, Chicago IL. Hope you're doing great today, guys. My guest today is an Illinois legend, Tim Wright. Tim Wright was the first four-time NCAA champion of any sport. He won four NCAA Division II titles in the late 80s, way before Pat Smith did it. Now, granted, there were Division II titles for Southern Illinois, but no doubt Tim Wright is one of the great wrestlers of all time. When he was in high school, he was a two-time state champion, was named Mr. Illinois Wrestler his senior year, and this guy is just like I said, one of the greats to ever come through the state. I'm honored to have him on. We're actually from the same hometown area, and so we throw a couple references to the Quad Cities, which is where I was born and raised and where Tim went to high school. So enjoy this episode, folks. Fan of the week goes to my man Lee Cothran. was great to see you at the Olympic trials. He's a diehard Cowboy fan, and we just really appreciate the support. Thank you, Lee. And that's it, folks. Let's get to the interview with the great Tim Wright. Hey guys, this episode, as well as every episode, is brought to you by Spartan Combat. They're hosting a national tournament in Jacksonville, Florida, May 20th through the 23rd. All styles will be competing. Check it out now at SpartanCombat.com. Tim Wright, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Man, you are a name where, if you grew up where I grew up in the Quad Cities, the name Tim Wright was legendary. And then, you know, as I went through wrestling, I learned that you were the first four-time Division II champ ever. But I got to say, the last time we spoke, you told me a disturbing stat is that you didn't wrestle until high school, man. Tell me how you got into the sport. Well, I started in seventh grade. Seventh grade. Um, just my older brother wrestled a little bit. He wrestled, but he didn't wrestle. He was on the he wrestled, but I never did, you know. And um, I, I played basketball. I went out for basketball and um, 
I got overlooked in the basketball practice. And so um, the coaches wouldn't play me because I was the shortest guy on the team. And so one day I went to the wrestling room just because I was mad about basketball practice and um, went in there and started um, practicing, learned a little bit about wrestling. And then um, the coach put me out there with a guy by the name of Ronald McBride. He was one of the, a year older and um, he was one of the better guys on the team the year before. And he put us out there in one-on-one and I took him down right away. And they were like, whoa. And I, they said, go again. I took him down again. And then they said, one more time. I took him down three times in a row. They said, Ronald had only lost like two matches the year before. And they were like, um, whoa, how long have you been wrestling? And I was like, I've never wrestled a day in my life. You know, I mean, just other than <laughs> in the streets, you know, other than, the, other than in the streets, you know, just playing around with the brothers or a friend, just wrestling around. But I didn't know anything about wrestling, you know. Um, I was always a pretty good athlete. The teachers always tell me to play basketball, baseball, whatever sport we was playing. I was always one of the better players, but I was just super little, small. So um, they said, well, you know, uh, you did a great job today, man. We'll see you tomorrow. And I said, nah, I won't be here tomorrow. I'll play basketball. I just came in here to see what was going on. <laughs> and it was like, no, 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 you need to be here in this wrestling room. And I was like, nah, I'll be back at basketball practice. So to cut the story, the story shorter, I went back to basketball. Then they had the cuts a couple of days later. They cut me from the basketball program. So I was mad about that. I go back to the wrestling room. And um, come to find out days later, the wrestling coach told the basketball coach to cut me. <laughs> so, so I ended up in the wrestling room. That's That, that was the, how that story kind of went. And yeah. so how outside of uh, the regular season, how much like off-season training were you doing at this time? Or is it only three months a year for you? Um. It was only doing wrestling season for me. I didn't. I didn't wrestle most. Like now, you know, I have an academy. You know, you have academy. Um, that you can you can get a coach to coach you out of season. Back when I was wrestling, we didn't have any of that. You know, um, we'd wrestle some tournaments during the summertime. But when I was in, when I first started, like seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I didn't wrestle any summer tournaments. I wrestled doing school wrestling, and that was it. Didn't practice. Didn't drill. Didn't do anything. When the season came back around again, my eighth grade year, I wrestled again during the season. After the season was over with, that was it. <laughs> and then my ninth grade year, um, I wrestled during the season. After the season's over, that was it. And then my coach, Coach Gerber at that time, you know, just discovered me. And he was like, hey, I want to take you to this tournament. But the tournament was just a local, I think it was out, you know, one of the little small, small towns outside of Rock Island. You know, it wasn't no... Chicago or Peoria or no big term of Springfield nowhere. Just a nice little local tournament. Maybe Peoria, I think it was. Took me to the tournament and I, I won the tournament, you know. And um, he was like, just tell, tell me about, you know, how good a wrestler I could be if I, you know, took my time and really tried to learn a sport. Mostly to me, it was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. I was just having fun. To me, wrestling was, I get three minutes to beat this guy up and not get in trouble for it. That's how it was for me. And um, it was just fun, you know, and um, but I did start learning uh, technique during that time. You know, um, I, I think I had maybe a double egg, double underhook. I had um, fireman's carry and um, I had a shuck. That was those my those my only four moves. So, man. yeah. When did was, you start taking it seriously where you're like, man, I could go to college for this? Oh, that was way later, man. That was 
after my state title. If I thought about that, because um, the funny part about it is, I'm gonna tell you how blue I um, green I was to wrestling. I walked out in the state finals, and they had all the lights out, and the flashlights flash were going, and the lights were flashing, and I was like, "Yo, coach, this is cool. It's cool." He was like, "Do you know where you're at?" I said, "State tournament." He said, "You're in the state finals." You win this match, you know, you're number one in the state of Illinois. And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. I was like, he said, you didn't. He, I said, well, you said state tournament. But I, hey, I just didn't know. That was my sophomore year. And so I lost in the finals at the state tournament. Um, I was down eight to nothing in the first period. I ended up losing 10 to nine. So I came back, you know, and had the refs made some better calls. It would, I would have went in overtime, but you know, it was against me at that time. So, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how green I was to it. I'm in the state finals. Didn't realize it until I walked out there, you know? So oh, it was the crazy thing is that back then Illinois was only two divisions and Correct. you know, sophomores, that was the first year they were eligible. So you made it to the state finals in one of the toughest divisions in the country as a, as a sophomore and didn't really, uh, didn't really appreciate the the pressure of it. And so you were probably wrestling loose that whole weekend. I just, I just was out there. I always had the the thing. I always had the confidence that you know, this guy can't beat me. You know, and I, I had natural. I was a pretty much of a natural. I must must admit it. I didn't realize it. Coach told me that you know, hey, you're just a natural. You know, your balance, your speed, your timing. You know, and he showed me a few things. You know, a few things that would help me. And I and I always went over. Um, if I drilled something, I went over it again and again and again until I had it right. Then I had a shuck and a snap down, and I had a fireman's carry outside single on a double. But I didn't have a whole lot of, I didn't know, I wasn't no great rider on top. Um, I knew I got the bottom because I was so fast with a stand-up. I had a stand-up, and I would get up, get away. But um, it was still a lot about my sophomore year that I really didn't know about wrestling. I was just out there having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when, uh, when did you start the routine where you would run up the hill from 11th Street up, and that's how you knew you were in shape? I started doing that my um, my junior year, the summer the summer of gonna be where I was gonna be a junior. When I realized what state was, I would start working out before the season started. Mm-hmm. Before the season started, so I ran a lot of stairs, ran hills, did a lot of push-ups and pull-ups. Never no never no weightlifting, mostly push-ups and pull-ups. You know. Um, um, I still I held a record at Rocky for most pull-ups and the most push-ups for a long time. It, it may still be there. One time a guy told me I was still in there. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there now. You know, athletes nowadays are, are, are you know, it's a whole nother ball game. And um, they probably still don't even hold that record anymore. But, you know, at one time, only only five, ten years ago, I was saying, man, your name is still up there at Rocky for the most pull-ups ever. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, damn, I didn't know. I knew at one time I was had the most pull-ups ever, and I had the most push-ups at one in one setting. But you know, how much? How many pull-ups? I did. I think I did twenty-two pull-ups. Okay. At that time, you know, and that was all the way down, all the way back up. It wasn't those little short ones. Get to go all, get to go full length and all the way back up. So, um, yeah, it was. Um, so um, how many? I, uh, how many hill sprints was your mark to when you knew you were ready? I, if I ran from that bottom, um, I call that mountain mother. I ain't going to get, get into the, what I would call it, but, um, <laughs> you can say, it, I, you can when, say. I, when I got to mountain mother, I called it mountain motherfucker right, right by my house. It was probably <laughs> four blocks from my house, three, four blocks from my house. And I go run that hill 
But when I could get it, when I get that heel five times in a row, I knew I was in shape. I knew I was ready to go. Yeah. And yeah. that that area, it's you know, it's for people who aren't from the Quad Cities. It's a nasty hill, and so you were sprinting up that. Um, and like outside of the wrestling, what was your what was your mom and dad like? And like, did you have brothers and sisters? Like, where'd you grow up at? What was what was yeah. your life like growing up? I, I grew up right down the hill from the, from the high school. Nineteenth um, Avenue. I was only maybe less than a mile from the school. Um, had two brothers, four sisters. You know, mom and dad were together, um, still together. Um, where a lot of my friends didn't have that, you know. Um, and um, dad worked at International Harvester. Mom worked at John Deere. You know, so. Um, I was we we was the middle class. We wasn't low low class or high class, middle class. Um, mm-hmm. But my dad was so militant, and so he made us think we were lower class because he just that's just how he was. You know, if you don't give him too much, they won't expect too much. That's just kind of how he was. But um, how do you mean? Heard, um, you know, if you if you give him too much, then they'd be expecting it. My dad gave <laughs> us what we needed. You know, your shoes your shoes okay? You got any holes in your shoes? Uh, no, okay. Uh, you need you need a new pair of pants. Your, 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 your coat fit, you know, if all, all that stuff was good, then we were good. We didn't need, he didn't want you to have no more than what you need, you know, so that's kind of how my dad was, you know. Um, Got it. But, you know, we, we, other than some other friends, you know, we had, we had nice cars, you know, um, um, so, you know, we, we weren't hurting for anything. And what was the, so that's, that's kind of the foundation of where you grew up. You get to high school, your first year in as a sophomore, you make it to the state finals. When did the, uh, when did the matchup with Steve Knight take place? That took place my in my eighth grade year. Okay. Can I you tell that a, story? Yeah. I um like I said, I was undefeated my seventh grade year, my eighth grade year, and my ninth grade year. So I went to a tournament my eighth grade year. And um it was a tournament at uh, United Township High School. You know, just like I say, I never went far away. Mm-hmm. But at that tournament, you know, it was a it was a decent quality tournament. And um, I think I wrestled three or four matches in the, in the I made it to the finals, and I have this guy named Steve Knight from Clinton, Iowa, and um, go out and he and he hits me with a headlock, and he pins me in like 15 seconds, and it was my very first time I ever lost, you know, since I started wrestling from the beginning, um, and um, I found out his name and um, I wrote it down, so I got to <laughs> find that guy. I got to find that guy. I'm going to wrestle him again. I'm going to wrestle him again. And then um, the next year, that same tournament, I go to there. He's there. We're in the same weight class. I wrestle him again. He did the same thing. Hit me with a headlock and um, beat me again. Pin you? So, or did you get off? Pinned, no, he pinned me. Pinned me again. He pinned back me, to back. Yeah. Eighth grade year, ninth grade year. Okay. And, um, now, at this time, I learned after this that Steve Knight is number one in the country. No, he's number one in the country from, from Clinton, Iowa. Yeah. Number one in the country. He he's traveled, he traveled all over the country, you know, wrestling. You know, I didn't know nothing about any of that. You know, all I know is I'm gonna find this guy, you know, you know, next time I wrestle him, I'm gonna beat him, you know. But I started I really started getting better, started learning more, a little bit more about wrestling, but still only had a certain a select few moves. But the moves I knew, I knew. Mm-hmm. And um I didn't and um one day, my sophomore year, about the, after I, I took second, Steve Knight had won the state title in um, Iowa. And um, coach said, hey, I'm going to take a couple of guys up to United Township to they're having a practice up there, you know, and invited a few people to come over. 
So I said, okay, coach, I'm going, you know? So we went there. I walk in the room and guess who's there? <laughs> Steve, Steve Knight is there. And then, you know, I was like, yo, that's Knight. And I walk up to him, I say, hey man, you remember me? He's like, ah. he didn't really, he didn't even remember who I really, really was you know, at the beat because, you know, he was, he wrestled all the time. He was so many different kids. And I was like, I said, we wrestle here. He said, oh yeah, I do remember you, you know? Okay. I said, man, you gonna be here? He said, yeah. I said, well, man, let's, let's get some matches to roll around in. So it was a bunch of us. And um, that day at that day at that practice, I kicked his ass. You know? <laughs> I kicked his ass. And um, and he 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 got he probably got I got like seven, six takedowns, he got like maybe two. Mm-hmm. And, um, then so we go into our junior year. Now I'm very well known from being from Illinois. He's very well known for being from Iowa, but he's still number one in the country right now at, at this time. I'm not really a highly, I'm not a real highly recruit at this at this point in time. You know, I'm just a guy from Rock Island that took second in the state. You know, oh well. And so um, our junior, my junior year, um, I won the state title, and he wins. He wins his second state title, and then um, my senior year, I won the title, and he wins his title. And so I don't know freestyle, so I go to a freestyle camp. Well, no, go to the um, the trials for to freestyle state to qualify for the nationals yeah and i qualified and uh, but i didn't still didn't know any freestyle i just knew my coach was like hey you're so good on your feet take him down hold him down to the refutate let him up let him back up take him down again at that time you only got one point for a takedown yeah you know it changed a little bit different so um i went to the team the illinois state qualify go to the um to the nationals and um at that time it wasn't it was Cedar Falls. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, Fargo. Fargo. It, was Cedar, it was Cedar Falls, Iowa. Then same tournament. They just changed the location as year went by. Okay. And um, I get there and it's like shit. I think it was like eighty nine people in our bracket. It was a bunch. I wrestled at one twenty three. I only weighed one twenty three. You know, I didn't yeah. cut any weight. Didn't cut any weight. And you're not like so drilling. Now you don't even know gut wrenches. You're just going out there and scrapping. I don't know. I know they call them gut wrenches. I know what they call them, but I. <laughs> I was no good. You know, I tried a few of them. I got a couple of leg laces, but I had a fireman's carry that was real good. So I was I was getting sometimes getting four four point takedowns, you know, on my takedowns, you know, or or I get catch somebody to fireman's and, and get a fall. But um, if it wasn't an outside single or double or a, a fireman's carry, you know, those were my only takedowns. But nobody was taking nobody was taking me down. And so next thing you know, I look on uh, the, the guy come to tell me because I never looked at the, the boards. To find out who you got next. I never do high school and stuff. Looked at the boards. I wouldn't pay attention to the boards. Guys would come and tell me, and they said, "Well, you got a guy named Steve Knight next." I said, "You you shouldn't be." They said, "No, Steve Knight from Iowa." I said, "Yeah, I know who he is." And so at this time, this is our senior year. Knight's going to Iowa. I'm supposed to be going to um, Iowa State. I would Harold Nichols, and um, but I had a low GPA coming out of high school, so I didn't get a chance to make that that um, selection. So um, I run into Steve Knight at the at the tournament. He's number one in the country, and I kicked his ass. Even in freestyle, not even knowing freestyle, I beat him. I beat him like it wasn't even close. I think it was maybe nine to three, something like that. It was wow. you know freestyle match, you know, and um, it was just then they then it, that's when coaches knew that I could tell the guy would come and talk to me this and that this and that you know. Woo, woo. I was getting more coaches come from everywhere, call me. The letters started coming to Rock Island High School about me, you know, so 
I knew once I beat him, but I ended up going on to win to get second in the nationals. And um, I, I don't even I don't even know if he placed or not. I think I thought I beat him. He was so upset that he didn't even place that that year, or he got like six or seven. And you got beat by Joe Melchiori in the finals, right? Joe, Joe Melchiori caught me with a headlock Man. in the finals. Yes, yes. Joe Melchiori from New Jersey. And don't get me wrong, Joe was tough. Joe was tough. I give Joe his props. Um, but um, yeah, that, that that's what ended up happening in in my high school career. Yeah. So before we get to SIU, I wanted to ask you, I was looking back at the bracket from your junior year of high school. You only had one loss. Did you beat that guy in the state tournament that year or did you never get that rematch? I never got that rematch. Um, that was um, that was one of those situations where he hit me with a, um, a, a hip toss, went to my back, but it's short time on the clock. So I'm just sitting there. I knew I wasn't paying. Just, I'm just waiting for the clock. I'm looking at the clock. Time is running down. All of a sudden, the referee just slapped the mat. Call me, call me pin. I was no. nowhere. The, the crowd went crazy. Other fans, people were crazy. Like, cause I was, I was, my elbow was down behind my back. I, I was so limber. Elbow behind my back. I'm, I'm bouncing on my elbow. You know, <laughs> I'm just watching the clock. Just like, okay, when I get up, I'm gonna get his ass. You know what I'm saying? I, I know. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. And um, they called the fall. You know, I had beat him. I had beat him earlier in the season, probably. 14 to three or four, you know, uh, he wasn't no bad wrestler. He ended up placing in the state, but um, he, um, it was one of those bad calls. You know, referee make bad calls. That was one of them. You know, I don't know Damn. if they, you know, sometimes you have people understand, sometimes you get referees that are from a certain kid's location. You know, he may have been in their, in their area refereeing it all year long. He knew him and didn't know me. And see an opportunity for one of their kids to, you know, win a, win a sectional championship. And, he just smacked the mat, you know, but I was nowhere there paying. Coach said it. Everybody understand. The crowd went crazy. It was just, you know, one of those things. But uh, So it was sectional finals? That was it with sectional finals. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know sectional that. Finals. So yeah, you had to come through finals. the first round to even get back at the state yeah. tournament. We, 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 back then we went, what, district? Bit, regional, oh, sectional, we, state. Re, district, regional, sectional. Yeah, sectional. Yeah, sectional finals. Yeah. That was my, and that was my first loss of the year. Yeah. Great. Did it did it rattle you at all going into state? No, no, no. I wasn't. It didn't rattle me. Ger was Ger was so good at preparing you for a match. You know, he was like, you know, there's no preparation for that match. He said that was a bad call on the referee. He said, you know, I, I took him down like three times in a row. Took him down three times in a row. Let him up. Took him down. Let him up. Took him down. And he, and on a, he caught me. Boom! Went to my back. You know. So it wasn't like he was beating me from the jump. I was I was still up on the board when um, he took me down with that. I think it was maybe tied up because I took him down three times and let him up. Then he took me down for four or five, five-point takedowns. So it might have been one or two points, you know, there in the match. But, you know, it's one of those situations. He was like, coach was like, you know, nothing we have to be prepared for. You know, he's nowhere on your level. We just we just go back to the drawing board and work on what we need to and get ready for next week. And we see him, we see him. If we don't, then don't worry about it. But I end, up not, seeing him, I end up not seeing him the next week. He got beat by somebody that I end up beating. And when you say Gerb, you're talking about Walt Gerber, the legendary Gerber. Rock, rock Island coach. Uh, I, you know, I've heard a lot of stories about him. What was it like wrestling for him, though, back in those days? Uh, coach Gerber, if it wasn't for Coach Gerber, um, I don't know where I'd be today. You know, he wasn't just my coach. He was my friend, my father, you know, even though I had a father. You know, um, he changed my life. You know, I was I'm from, I'm from Rock Island, you know, West End of Rock Island. I did I did the things we did down there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was involved in a lot of, a lot of stuff that you know I shouldn't have been, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I got stirred in the right direction by a guy that cared about me. That was Walt Gerber. He changed my life, you know? So it is what it is, but um, never forget him. You know, um, like I said, he, we always remain great friends up until the time he passed. And I, I was there up to the, you know, up to the day, day he passed away, you know? So we always stayed in contact. Me and his sons are brothers. We still stay in contact. Um, you know, Miss Miss Gerb called her Mama Gerb. She was <laughs> like a mother to me. You know, um, they, like I say, you know, um, I can say it. You know, they he was one of the greatest guys I ever met. You know, yeah. That's that's awesome. I didn't I didn't know that he had that big of an impact on you. Um, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. At that time, you know, um, me coming from the west end of town. You know, and don't get me wrong, I had white friends and I had black friends, but. Um, he was one of the guys that, you know, when you, when you really, cause we, you know, we went through some things back then with the racism and stuff, you know, but he was one that really changed my, changed me on believing that, Hey, everybody's not bad. You know, so don't go based on what you see or what happens to you uh, on your end of town. I know there's, I know there's racist people out there and I know people will do certain things, you know, he said, but um, everybody's not like that. So um, I trusted in him and um, he never steered me in the wrong direction. And so, talking about coach Gerber, you know, after you had your senior year, you are Mr. Illinois, uh, you know, outstanding wrestler for the whole state, which is again, just incredible because where we're from, it's not like Chicago, you know, we're from, we're from the three out three hours outside the big city and so for you to win Mr. Illinois wrestler is awesome. Uh, you mentioned you didn't get into Iowa state because of the GPA. How did Walt Gerber help you get to SIU and how did that come about? Well, what happened was, I had signed, I was, I was supposed to go to um, North Idaho Junior College mm-hmm. and then transfer in after two years, transfer into Iowa State. Yep. That's when Harold Nichols was the coach before he passed away. And um, that's what the plan was. And, um, but during my freestyle nationals, I met coach um, Larry Kristoff. He was the Illinois coach. And so he was my coach during that two weeks that we were there, camp. And he was talking to me the whole time, like, hey, you know, you need to come down and come down and visit SIU, you know, and this man, I said, dude, I've already, I've already signed, man. I'm, I'm going to North Idaho. He said, hey, that'll make a difference. Come down and see. If you like us, you know, then you can, you know, you can change, you, you can transfer. And I was like, well, I don't know if I can do that. So I really wasn't paying attention to him. But then he got, he talked to my dad at, at that national tournament. My dad was down there. He talked to my dad and my dad was like, hey, I, I talked to this coach in SIU. It's only three hours away from SIU from home he said you might let's just go down there and see the campus and check it out and see what you see what you think like all right dad we can go down there but, you know because i want to go to iowa state you know yeah but um we went down and um got there and fell in love with the campus you know i wasn't we weren't in we weren't in dormitories we were in apartments you know mm-hmm. like on, on a lake you know a tower called a tower lake you know and um all the guys were um real cool you know um Christoph sold, he sold me, you know, um, he, he, he was, he was a good talker. He could talk. I mean, nobody could talk like Christoph. He was a former civil medals Olympic Olympics, you know, um, a very well, very well-known coach around, around the, around the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, told me he had some certain guys coming in there. We're going to have a great program and this and that, you know, you can, you can hear, listen to the bullshit. I was all about listening to bullshit, but I was like, okay, this guy, but my dad liked it and I did like it, you know, and, um, couple of guys I met seemed real cool had a guy that I named Danny McGinnis rest in peace Danny McGinnis um he's he went to Alleman mm. he got me down he, he's one of the guys that come down there and um I ended up trying I ended up was able to transfer out of um Idaho and um come to SIU because it was a D2 school 
Yeah. Had, had it been a D1 school or another JUCO school, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But D2 had different rules. And it started a big controversy between Larry Kristoff and um, Harold Nichols, man. It was all in the papers. It was, <laughs> it wasn't internet then. If it was internet, it would have blew up. But um, like I said, back then it was just in the papers, small papers. Everybody didn't see it, but the sports section of wrestling, everyone knew it. That Larry Kristoff stole Harold Nichols, um, one of his wrestlers that was coming in, coming, you know, it was just a big, a big thing at that point in time. You know, with nowadays, it would have been a whole lot bigger if it happened because of social media. But um, at that point in time, it was a little smaller. Plus, it was wrestling, so it wasn't as big. But yeah. it was a big thing. It was a big thing in the wrestling world. It really was. And so you you get down there, you see the campus. Coach Kristoff has some good charisma. Um, did you ever actually go out to Idaho, or did you just decide? Oh, decided, yeah. went, oh you did. Went out, for, went out there for a visit. Gotcha. For, first time ever flying in my life. Flew to Idaho. <laughs> Got to Idaho, and um, you know, a little small campus. You know, um, ain't no brothers and sisters in Idaho. <laughs> i'm telling you i was there for three days didn't see no brothers and no sisters um i went rafting i went fishing i went i no. did i did things i had never did in my life which wasn't a bad thing you know what i'm saying i was i'm all about something something different you know yeah uh, but yeah it was just a whole di different atmosphere from what i was ever used to living in the west end of rock island you know what i'm saying so yeah. Like I said, I went rafting and I never know a thing about rafting. You know, I didn't want to go rafting, you know, uh, they, had a, they had a whole thing lined up. So, but it was an experience, you know, it was an experience, you know, but um, it's kind of tough when you're young and you don't see your own people, you know, being that far away from home. Cause I wasn't going to be able to get home, but only for Christmas and, and spring break. So it's going to be, it's only going to be twice a year. I was going to be able to get home, you know? So, um, it was one of those things uh, when I did sit down and think about what I wanted to do on my changing to SIU. Um, I think I made the right decision. Yeah, I really no, no doubt. I mean, think about it's different now when, you know, kids are flying all the time and they've been all over. But if you've never really been anywhere outside the, you know, the Quad Cities or, you know, Iowa, Illinois, to live out there that long would be a big change. Oh, yeah, it would have been different. Like I said, you know, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I've been other places. Like we, we travel to Tennessee every year, been right. to Kentucky, been to, you know, been to Indiana. I've had a few other uncles and aunts are in different places we go visit, but nothing like Idaho, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole new ball game there. But, um, yeah, it, when I made the decision to go to SIU, and plus, like, at that point in time, SIU, we're a Division two school. We wrestled a lot of Division one competition. Now, we could still, we, I wrestled Iowa. I wrestled Iowa State. I wrestled Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I wrestled Illinois, Northern Illinois, um, Western Illinois, Eastern Illinois. We wrestled all those schools being a division, being a division two schools. And so um, I had division one competition, you know, so um, um, that was a good thing I, I liked about it. Yeah, I was looking at your guys' schedule from the, those days. One year you guys opened with Oklahoma State and then Oklahoma, like back to back. And so you get to your, and then back then everyone knows division two could wrestle up um at division ones and, and we'll get to that but i gotta know though so when you get down to siu had you you guys won three team titles when you were there but had they won anything as a team before you got there no that was the first that was the first championship the year i got the the year i got to my freshman year first championship they i think they had got a third was the best they got at that time okay i think it was third was the best you know had some decent program they were always in the top top five top top 10 but never never a title and so your freshman year you're in there battling did you ever have any self-doubts that you had to overcome since it was your first year in college or 
to kind of talk us through your freshman year? Um, my freshman year was like, you know, um, I was, I've always been a confident person, you know what I'm saying? And um, they were like, you know, um, we had a guy on our team that was from the Quad City. His name was Ray Garcia. He was a senior. He was getting ready to graduate. But he had some certain classes he had to take. And the first time we had a wrestle off, he beat me in the wrestle off. Wow. And um, so he was going to be the starter. And then um, we um, went to, a, we had an open tournament. At that open tournament, um, you could go to fresh soft division or you can go to the varsity senior division. I said, no, I'm going to senior division. I ain't going to fresh soft division. So I went to senior division and I ended up getting second in that tournament. He didn't, he didn't place. So Larry was like, Hey, you know, you're going to be our starter. You know, he, he didn't place you place. Now he was like, I, you know, and then, so we had to wrestle off again. The next time he wrestled off, I beat him, you know? And then after that, Larry cut the, said no more wrestle offs, you know, cause he, he knew he wanted me to be, he wanted me to be the starting you know, 18 pounder. So, um, I think the guy should have had another chance, but you know, I don't make decisions, you know, so <laughs> it was what it was. But at that point, by that time, you know, like the beginning of the season, he just had the, the senior experience and knew, you know, I don't wrestle in matches like I in real matches like I do in practice. Practice is like practice, don't get me wrong. And um I don't put forth the effort as I do in real matches like I do in the practice room. So I think that's kind of what where he got the win from. But you know, he did he did win the match, you know. So how did yeah. the college workouts and the workload compare to what you were doing in high school? Um, they were similar to what I was doing, but um, I always worked hard. I did my, I did most of my stuff on my, on my own, you know, extra. I did most of my stuff was my extra on my own, regardless of I had, I ran to practice, get a workout before practice. Then after practice, I do my own workout. So like I always what? pushed myself um, like maybe, after practice, um, run, running some stairs. I always ran stairs. Buy me some stairs, run some stairs, or maybe ride a bike for a half an hour, 45 minutes, or maybe an hour, depends on how much weight I had to lose, or just um, jump roping for a certain amount of time, or just being in the room and finding somebody that would stay over and, and drill me a little bit more, you know? So um, I always did my extra effort um, behind the practice. But, you know, it was definitely different practice from being in high school than being in um in college, definitely different, but, but, you know, we did have hard practices at, at, at Rock Island high school. We did, we worked hard. But it's, I didn't know you were doing all that extra stuff. That's probably where a lot of the confidence comes from. Um, were you one of those guys who would think about matches when you were working out? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Now I was, I was one of those guys that I didn't want to lose a match because I was tired. Got beat because, you know, you, you dominate the first period, second period, you lose the third period because you because you ran out of gas. I wasn't that person, and I didn't want to be that person. I've seen a lot of guys wrestling like, "Yo, man, that kid's tough, tough the first two periods, but he can't go three periods. He can't go six, you know, six minutes, seven minutes." So um, I didn't want to be that person. That's why I always did the extra things. And then talk us through your first national title. Like, what memories do you have of that? Um, the guy that I wrestled, he <laughs> was um, his name was um, Chucky. When I got to the finals, you know. His name was Chucky Kennedy from um, New York. He was at Morgan, Morgan State. He was a bodybuilder, weightlifter. He was the strongest guy to this day I probably ever wrestled in my life. I mean, and he was, but the thing was, in the sauna, he was talking shit, talking shit. Oh, this, this is my tournament, you know, this is my match because we both were overweight, you know, we had to lose some weight to lose. And he was talking like I wasn't there, you know, I'm sitting there, but I ain't saying nothing back to him. But what he failed to realize was I'm from the West End of Rock Island. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't dealing with no no punk. You know what I'm saying? He had to show me. You know, I, I you ain't just gonna talk me and talk tough to me and thinking you're just gonna get win the match. You know, no. Um, I'm I'm from I'm from I'm from where he's from. He's just New York, but I'm Rock Island, West End of Rock Island. So you know, I wasn't you know I didn't go I wouldn't listen to all that talk that he was doing. I was about show me, you know. So um, and like I said, um, I remember that match when I first walked up there and we and we hooked up. He grabbed me. He was so strong, dude. I was like, oh shit. So I had to fade back to what Gerb always said, and Gerb always said, speed kills strength. Speed kills strength, and that was just in my head the whole time. So I backed away, and I, if you look that match, you look that match. I never really tied up with him anymore after that, you know, until I see so, until I seen him start getting tired, then I started tying up a little bit more. But he was off balance all the time then, and I knew um, after I got that first takedown and I rolled him out, I knew he wasn't gonna win. He wasn't gonna win because I knew I knew I was in shape. I was ready to go. But he felt like that though, huh? You locked up. Oh, and you're you, like, oh yeah, I knew. Could don't stay out of tie-ups. <laughs> Stay out of time. Yeah, most most definitely. Yeah, he was he was he was just one of the strongest kids I ever wrestled my weight ever. Did yeah. he know that you he was going to wrestle you when you were in the sauna? Or was he kind of like ignoring? Oh, he knew. He was trying to intimidate me. Okay. He knew who I was. Oh yeah, he knew exactly who I was. He was trying to intimidate me, you know. Um, but that wasn't he. He was talking to the, he was talking to the wrong one, you know. There was a few other guys in there, you know. Yeah, I but love it. Was, it. it was yeah, you know, but yeah. It is what it is, you know. But I can say when it's all said and done, um, you know, I was I was I was standing at the top of the podium, so you know, and he didn't have much to say after that. You know? <laughs> I think he told me one time, he said, You got lucky. I said, Yeah, okay. Next time I see you, it'll be worse than that. I said, That was my first time wrestling. If I wrestle you again, it'll be worse than that. You know, so I said, <laughs> Did you ever yeah, wrestle him again after that or never, no? Never, never, never wrestle him again. I don't never wrestle him again, never even seen him again. Yeah. So and for everyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, I'll say in the intro, like, you know, that you were the first four timer ever. So everyone knows that. But, you know, when did you realize that you had a chance to be like the first four time national champ? Was it that first one or was it a couple more down the road? No, I uh, well, it was, they said something about it, you know. It, you know, the thing about it was a lot of people, a lot of people get miscrewed us. I'm not only the first person ever to win the division, I was the first person ever to win four NCAA titles in any sport, any division. You know, wow. so it, I didn't know it, that. I thought it was it, just it, wrestling. It had never been done. It had never been done in in the history that four titles, any sports, any division, and I never had a red shirt year. Ooh. You know, I never had a red shirt year. So something they can take from me, but you know, like now they a lot of time they say first they they always mention Pat Smith. No, he wasn't the first one. They say first one. He's the first one to win the Division One tournament. But still, wrestling started. Wrestling one of the oldest sports in um in the history of sports, you know, and for me to be the very first one ever in any sport in division, you know, you can't take that from me. I'm not, I'm not going to let nobody take that from me because, like I said, out of all those years wrestling has been around, I was the first one to ever do it in any sport, including, including wrestling. You know, wrestling won, but any sport. Any including, sport. No yeah, person. Any sport, any, any sport, any division, yeah. Amazing. So when did it, like, set in that you're on this collision course for history? Was it, like, your junior year? Uh, well, I guess it, it came after I – my it came really my, my – after my junior year, I had won three titles, and they was like, you know, hey, you know, Larry came – my coach came in one day. It's like, hey, you know, there's never been a four-time national champ. And I was like, what? He's like, there's never been a four-time national champ. You win it. You'll be the first one ever to win four titles, you know? And um, I was like, wow, you know? He's like, um, he said, what do you think? I said, well – 
just going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know. And at that time, you know, um, that was my senior year. I was ranked number one in Division One and Division Two at that time. You know, I was at 126, and I was ranked number one at 126 Division One and 126 Division Two. You know? So um, I was having a good, I was having a good year, a, a good year, and um, decided to because we were trying to win four title, our fourth straight team title. I, I put forth the effort to cut down to 118 one more time to make our team stronger, bringing our 26 pounder in there. That was a backup guy from IME, thinking he would place in the top four, top five, and um, get some more team points so we could win four titles. So I sacrificed for my team to cut down there when I really wanted to stay at 26 all year long. But, How know, hard was that cut? Um, It was tough. It was tough. Like a 140 to 118, like 135 down? Uh, probably about a 140. Oof. At that time, yes, I, I got to buy one by by senior year. Oh, yeah, every bit of 140. Yeah, Man. it was it, it was some dieting, it was some dieting and watching what you eat, and it was a lot of things like that. Getting down to a certain and then not 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 going over that certain that weight, you know. Um, definitely. It's cool that Coach Kristoff had that kind of buy-in though, where you guys were all in for it. I mean, to win four team titles would have been awesome too. Um, end up getting second your senior year as a team, but then you won four. I mean. That's got to be one of the most cherished memories of your life, winning that fourth title. Uh, do people well, ask you about it often? Oh yeah, you know, years ago they did. You know, I'm I'm much older now, and a lot of people don't even really know that the dude, the kids now, the kids I coach and um, deal with now, um, kind of my kind of my program. Um, they don't really know much about it, you know. But I, I give them my history, so let them know who the coach is. Because how can I be coaching you not know who I am and what I've right. done? So I give them all that, but you know. Um, some of them know the young, the older ones know, um, understand it more than the younger ones do, you know. But um, I really don't coach kids under eight years old. My son Brandon does, but I don't. Yeah. You know, they're eight years old. By that time, they were able to make their own decision if they really want to do this or they're doing it because their parents are making them do it. So that's a little different, you know, how I do things. I mostly like um, if they're over eight years old, I don't mind dealing with them because that's when you, hey, I, I don't, I don't do play play. <laughs> if you're here to, if you're here to wrestle i'm gonna really show you how to wrestle as far as that playing around and playing business, i don't do that you know i ain't got time for it yeah all business i, I got a couple of questions for you mr right then we'll let you go sir um i always like to ask you know champions this question what did you do the night after your fourth title you remember the night after my fourth title yes i remember clear clearly um went back um to my um Back to my back to my room, showered, you know, with everything, you know, and um, had some family there that was in town because uh, my my fourth title title was at my school. They had it at my school. Oh wow! So I was home. I was at home for my fourth title, which was another blessing, you know. And um, first time they'd ever had a a, a hosted a, a tournament that big at that in that area, you know, a hosted a national title in any sport, you know, and um. So I had family there and, and then, you know, the wrestlers had a party, you know, so, um, but yeah, I partied a little bit, you know, and, um, and, um, enjoyed the family. Um, but nothing, nothing crazy. Just had a good, had a good time and enjoy, enjoyed the, uh, the victory. And, and, um, that's pretty much what it was. Next question. And this is hotly debated where I grew up. Did Iowa and Dan Gable ever recruit you? And if not, how come? Cause everyone has that question growing up. I, Dan Gable never recruited me. There Mark, it is. John, Mark Johnson was Dan Gable's assistant. Mark Johnson was from Alleman. Right. Was a state champion. 
Right. And Mark Johnson and I were, were, were good, but we, we were friends. I met Mark Johnson when I was younger. And um, he tried to get Gable to recruit me. Gable wouldn't recruit me. He wanted Steve Knight. And that's where Steve Knight ended up going. But then but, he uh, transferred not long after that. Yeah, he um he transferred when, to Iowa State, which is crazy because you were gonna go yeah, to Iowa State. Yeah, I was gonna go to Iowa State. So if I had transferred over there, I'd have been there. I would have been there when he was there, you know. But um once he got over there, it was a whole other ball game, you know. But um um but yeah, that that that's what happened. Um he wouldn't Gable wouldn't recruit wouldn't recruit me, wouldn't look at me. He was had his mindset on who he wanted, you know. But there were so many stories behind that that I don't want to really get into, you know, sure. uh, why he didn't, you know, and um and why there's not a whole lot of um African-American um, on Iowa's program, you know, like even like right now, um, I don't think there's any on, on, on the team, you know, right. And it's not, and it's not a talent, you know, so, but I don't get into that because it don't, it don't bother me one way or another. Um, it wasn't going to make, make me, you know, it wasn't going to make a difference in anything I did anyway, whether I was there or not, you know, but um, that's what, that's truly what happened. And Mark Johnson, a, another ledger from the QC. Uh, exactly. He's an awesome exactly. guy. Huge awesome Mark Johnson dude. fan. Yes. What he yes. did with Illinois was great. I'm excited to see uh, who Illinois hires because um, Mark Johnson really created that program in the 90s. You know, so. No doubt. You're right. Correct. Correct. Last question, Mr. Wright. We ask everyone this. The name of the podcast is the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. So the question to you, sir, how did wrestling change your life? Um, I'm from the west end of Rock Island, Illinois. Everybody don't know what Rock Island is, but Rock Island is... On the board, right there, um, it's the Quad Cities. There's Moline, East Moline, um, Rock Island. Across the river is Bettendorf, Davenport, Pleasant Valley. I mean, it's the Quad Cities, you know. And um, Rock Island is the rough, rough part of the Quad Cities. And the West End is the rough part of what it is. And that's where <laughs> I was... And that's where I was raised at. And um, that's where I come from. That's where I got my heart from. And it was who I am, you know. And um, there's some good things I can say about it, some bad things I can say about what I've done and what I did. And um, But um, I'm 56 years old now, and I've survived it, and I'm living a, a, a different life now. So um, um, I wouldn't change anything at all about where I come from and the things I did in the past and things I'm doing now. So um, home is home. and I love home. And wrestling kind of brought you from there to where you're at now, oh, would you yeah, say? Definitely. If it, would, if it wasn't for wrestling, I don't know where I'd be, either in jail or dead, to be honest. Wow. I'm from the street. I'm from the streets of Rock Island. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, I mean, it changed. Wrestling definitely changed my life. Love it. Tim Wright, I've been wanting to have this conversation forever. I'm a big Illinois guy and had a bunch of people on this podcast, but this was one I've had circled for a long time. I really appreciate you making some time for us, man. Uh, no problem, man. I, I, I appreciate you giving me a call and I'm glad you um, in, in, enjoyed our, our time together, man. I, I appreciate it. Good luck to you and your pro and your, your podcast, man. Thank you. It. And shout out to Brandon Wright for uh, making this happen, man. He, uh, <laughs> we, he we, called we, me. He called me and said, hey, hey, Pop, this guy has been trying to get in touch with you. He had a thing, a podcast called Wrestling Changed My Life. He's trying to get in touch with you. I said, yeah, I've been getting a phone number, but I don't know who he said, Pop, answer it. Like, that's when I did. It was you. So glad I did. <laughs> I was getting I screened. I was getting blocked. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I'm not. I'm that kind of person. If I don't know who it is, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't want to be bothered. You know, I'm, I'm like that. 
I hear you, my man. Well, I hope yeah. to sync up again soon. Tim Wright, you're the man. Have a great day. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Wrestling Changed My Life, presented by Spartan Combat. To see video clips of this interview, go to Instagram, at Wrestling Changed My Life, or Twitter, at Wrestling Changed My Life. We also have a YouTube channel, and all past episodes can be found at WrestlingChangeMyLife.com. Peace!